Amen. Good worship this morning. Uh, just so you know, way he's our lead pastor. Uh, he's been away for on holidays for a couple weeks, and uh, he is going to uh, Edmonton this week for our National General Assembly that takes place uh, Tuesday through Friday. And so we invite you to be praying for our denomination as we gather uh, over this week. Tuesday night is the start of it, and all the evening sessions are open to anyone who would like to partake in it and join in and be a part of the the, the worship, be part of the, those services and the speakers. So if you would like to watch virtually, along with some of us, uh, you can let us know. Email me or the church, and we can send you, or you can go onto the national website, you probably find it there. But if you want to know the link, you can let us know, and we can send that to you. Because all those main sessions that are in the evening, starting uh, Tuesday night at 7, Wednesday and Thursday, those are open to all of us. Uh, and those of us that have registered, we will be watching during the day, uh, starting Wednesday morning. Um, last week, Pastor Aaron, uh, our discipleship pastor, uh, started us on a, just a little mini-series of two weeks, and it was entitled, um, Formula for a Great Summer. And so I'm doing the second one of this little two-week series, the second part of this formula. And uh, we entitled it for the summer, but you know, really it's a formula for life as a believer in Jesus. But if we want to focus on two things over this summer to, you know, these are two great things to focus in on, and I would say carry us on into the new ministry season. Um, And the first point uh, was to love God. Matthew 22, we'll read that in a moment, is uh, the first commandment, most important commandment, is to love God. And Pastor Aaron left us with four points at the very end, and I don't know if you guys all remember them or if you took note of them, but here are those four points that he left us with at the end of his message last week. The first one was, celebrate Jesus. Celebrate Jesus, the gospel. Find ways to celebrate Jesus. Be available for Jesus. Number two, be available. You need to stop and think about that for a moment. How do we be available for Jesus on a regular basis? Well, that leans into something what I'm going to talk about. But third one is listen to Jesus. We can get pretty busy, and we can forget to lean in and listen. Listen to Jesus. Then the fourth one was make Jesus famous. Make Jesus famous. And he said, we're going to lean into that one this morning as well. And um, this is really part of the second part of this formula that I want to talk about this morning, which is to love others. This really flows out of our love for God. For as we truly love God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, loving others around us becomes just very natural. It is a continuation of our love for God because God loved the world. We sang this this morning. For God so loved the world, so much so, that he gave his one and only son for this sinful world. And this is how we are to love those around us. We are to love the world around us just like Jesus loves us. Matthew 22 says, "Teach." Jesus was teaching his disciples, right, at this time. And they asked, Teacher, which is the most important commandment in the law uh, of Moses? 
And Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on just these two commands. Love God, love others. I want to tell you a couple stories. And this morning we're focusing in on loving others. Okay, so the first story I want to tell you, um, I think this was a couple, three, three or four months back. Uh, we went to McDonald's for lunch. And maybe it was after church, I can't remember, as a family. And uh, we put our order in, and they weren't quite ready, so they made us park out front, which was fine. We were patient. And we are sitting out front uh, in the spot where we were parked and waiting for our order. And I looked out my window to the left, and there was a guy sitting over by the dumpster, uh, pretty disheveled, and you could tell he was a pretty needy individual, probably middle-aged guy. And I saw him there. And um, I had this nudge, you know, maybe you should go try to help this guy out. And I didn't. I waited for my food. We got our food and we drove home. And we ate our meal together. God brought this image back to me a few times the following couple weeks. And it really bothered me that I didn't respond you know, even just, this guy wasn't asking for it. He didn't have one of those signs that says, you know, feed me, I'm hungry, or anything. He didn't say anything. I just had this nudge from God, and I ignored it. But I got this nudge all the next couple weeks, you know, Brian. Or maybe it was a conviction, whatever it was. I don't know what it was. So much so that even one day when I was out doing my visits and stuff, I drove around downtown going, okay, I got to find someone to help. And for whatever reason, nothing came of that. And it was probably good because I was trying to fulfill a guilt need or something that was going on inside me. But it was not, it was, I don't know, maybe three or four weeks ago, I was in my hurry of driving around, doing my chaplain visits and stuff, and I had to do a quick stop for lunch. And I pulled up, made my order, and I looked across the alley a little ways away. There was two guys, one guy in the dumpster, one guy outside with a shopping cart. And you know the picture that I'm talking about. And there's two guys, young guys. They were probably maybe 25, 22, I don't know how. They weren't very old. And I got the nudge again. And I'd like to say I, I instantly added a couple burgers to my menu, but I didn't. I had to go through the process in my head. But I did. I did add a couple meals to my order. And I drove around, and I stopped, and the one guy that was in the dumpster stopped as I stopped and rolled my window down. He said, hey, you guys hungry? And the one guy, I think his eyes just about popped out of his head. And I said, yeah, I, got a, I got a lunch for you. And so I gave it to him. And we exchanged just real briefly, and on I went. And the image that came, or the thought that came to me as I drove off, or as I thought about that moment, and I had to process that. Okay, God, was this something that I was trying to fulfill a guilt need, or was this God, me loving those around me? And I still am wondering what it was that I did. But the passage of Scripture that came back to me was from John, or from Matthew 25. And you know, this is Jesus teaching about the end times. And this is crazy when I read this through in light of what I did that day, or what we do when we do this sort of thing. Chapter 25, verse 31 
starting there, it's Jesus is teaching about the final days. And he says, but when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the, the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He'll place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are, who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in to your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous ones will reply. Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, and the king will say, I tell you the truth, when you did it to one of the least of my brothers, to the least of my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. In the message, Eugene Peterson translates it this way. He says, then those sheep are going to say, Master, what are, you going, uh, what are you talking about? When did we ever see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you drink? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and come to you? Then the king will say, I'm telling the solemn truth. Whenever you did one of these things to someone overlooked or ignored, that was me. You did it to me. This is about living out the gospel to those around us. Loving your neighbor. Now, I don't tell you this story to pat myself on the back because I probably miss more opportunities than I take, okay? I'm a work in progress when it comes to loving those around me. But this time, I did follow through on that nudge from God. And this was an example of loving those around me. And I hope and I pray that you all have stories of how you are loving those around you. There's another story I'd like to share um, about some folks in our church uh, who did uh, so well at loving others. We were given a name a few weeks ago of a couple uh, that was going through a crisis. And um, the lady, this lady from our church, connected to our church, really connected, called me, let me know what was going on. And so um, Katrina and I went down to the hospital uh, to visit with this lady. And her husband had gone through a major crisis and was now going to be in some therapy, physiotherapy for a little while and, and stuff, rehab for about 12 weeks. And so we went down and prayed with them and said, how can we come alongside them? We eventually, uh, or we figured out we need to get some meals to these, this family. And so we had uh, some families sign up and right away, they were all in to help us with this family. And uh, I heard that one of the families, when they dropped off the, the meal, also gave a, uh, a gift card for fuel. Because they knew that this lady was probably going to have to spend some time traveling back and forth to the hospital. And we know the price of gas is not cheap. Another couple that when they dropped off their meal heard about the three little kids that they have. And these three little ones were having birthdays soon. And so they got gift cards for each of the kids. This is loving 
those around you. They didn't know this family at all. But this is loving those around us, folks, in a very practical way. People that we don't know. It's really easy or easier to love those that we hang out with, those that are our friends, those that we rub shoulders with all the time here at UDAC. It's pretty easy to love on them and to care for them. And we need to do that. Not saying we stop that. But we need to look at those around us that we need to love on that we're not connected with. Two weeks ago, we had a Father's Day breakfast here at the church before the Sunday service. And some of you were here for that. And this was all put on by one of our small groups in our church. And it was a lot of work. You know, I could see the, the bustling that went on. Some of the kids from the families that were connected were serving. The guys were outside making pancakes and sausages. And in the kitchen was a buzz. And the whole purpose behind that event was to love on our church. Yeah, it was a Father's Day thing, but to love on each other, to allow us to have a time to connect and care for each other. It looks so many ways to love those around us. It looks lots of different ways, folks. It might be helping the person in the dumpster. It might be helping a family that you see in need. It might be serving here at UDAC in lots of different ways. It does look lots of different ways. We heard this morning about our day camp that's happening here in just a couple, three weeks or whatever it is. July 26th to the 29th. Um, we already have, we heard that there's only limited a number of spots left. And I, I believe, Cassie, you can tell me if I'm wrong, that if we uh, had a couple extra volunteers, we could maybe open up some more spots. So... If that is a nudge from God, if you're a screen volunteer or want to be screened and be a part of our kids' own day camp, then you can jump on board and we can maybe open up a few more spots for our day camp. But there's this, you know, kids from our community that are coming, kids from our church that are coming. We want to love on them and help point them to Jesus. This week we, and you heard about the announcement about the parking pass, uh, that we, the, par- the parking passes that we give out here at UDAC. And on June 30th, we open it up for people to sign up for that. And we've been doing this for years. I know COVID kind of put a pause on some of that, but students um, are looking for a place to park while they go to university. And we're pretty close. And uh, we have 230 or 40 spots that we give away for free. But you got to sign up. You got to have a you know, thing in your, in, a, in your window and a designated spot to park so that we can still run ministries through the week. But What a great opportunity to love on our university community in a very simple but very practical way. And uh, I know there's already a number that have put their name in the hat for that draw. And uh, we would love to be able to give parking passes to every student that signs up, but we can't. We only have so much spot, but we do for those that do get it. And um, I remember this was a number of years ago, someone, a university student, sent us a, a, a card, a thank you card at the end of their four years of parking on our lot and said, thank you so much. You saved me, I don't know, was it like $2,000 or whatever it was for being able to park on your lot for four years. That's a huge deal for those students. But what a great way to love on our university community. Like I said, it looks so many different ways to love those around us, doesn't it? Both as a church corporately, but also as individuals. We need to be looking and listening for those opportunities around us. You know that we've been promoting our Whoop Up Barbecue that we're going to be doing again this year. On Monday, August 22nd, we're hosting our big parking lot, or it's a parking lot barbecue uh, for Whoop Up. 
And uh, it's an opportunity to invite our community to come for dinner out in the lot and um, right here. And we're going to have live music. We have kids' activities. And we've got the food, like the burgers and the munchies and all the stuff that goes with it. But this is our opportunity to share Jesus with our community in a very practical way, to love on those around us. And as we do uh, invite everybody here, we want our people, you, to be here. We call it all hands on deck, folks, to be here to connect and rub shoulders with our community. Don't sit with the person you know the best, that you feel comfortable. Go find someone who you don't really know and sit down and say, hey, how are you doing? How did you find this place? What, what brought you here today? Like, start asking some inquisitive questions. And then maybe they'll say, who, what about you? Well, I go here. This is my church. This is what we're hosting, right? There's lots of ways to connect and build relationships with, with folks. But begin to find ways and look for ways and listen for ways that God puts in front of you to love somebody. Several weeks ago or a few weeks back, uh, a small group of people uh, from our church um, I, I invited to pray into our community initiatives that we, that we have here at UDAC. And the one night we wanted to pray really specifically about this Whoop Up barbecue. Because there was some debate. Should we do it again? Uh, we've done it for years and years and COVID kind of put a pause on it. And is there something new, something different we should do? Or could we do it again and just keep leaning into it? And so I invited these people to come. We prayed uh, we talked about it for a bit, and then I, I sent them out, and we scattered around the church uh, to pray and to really, more than anything, listen for what God might have for us. And um, as we came back together, uh, first of all, when we all came back together, the first thing was, yes, we all need to do we, we all feel that we need to do this again. We need to just keep doing it. This is something that is an iconic time for, in a sense, for UDAC. It's, it's one of our things, right? So let's keep doing it. One of the passages of Scripture that has been significant for me regarding this event, and I shared this with this group, was from John 4. And you've probably heard me talk about the John 4 passage of, this, of the woman at the well, the Samaritan who meets Jesus, right? I've, I've, you've probably heard me talk about it because it is really one of those verses for me that's really important, or not verses, passages of, of Scripture that's important when I, when I think about Specifically, this event, the Whoop Up Barbecue. The Whoop Up Barbecue. Um, this woman met Jesus at the well, and it was an encounter that changed her life. When you walk out the church this morning, walk out the front doors. We have a well that's about twenty or thirty feet out front of the front doors, and you'll see it. It you know goes right down. I, it's covered with a manhole cover. It, okay, it is a manhole cover. And it's not really a well. But in my mind, it's the well. Because you know what? It's the, center, it's the center of our whoop-up barbecue. That's where the center of it's going to happen, is right there where that manhole cover is. And I shared that with our folks. And as we talked about this event, um, one of the people shared back with us that, um, about the woman that came to that well many, many, many times. In Samaria. And um, in fact, this same well was Jacob's well. One of Jacob's wells. And for so, that was hundreds of years prior to this. This well was pretty significant. And I can't imagine the number of important things that happened at that well. But for this woman, however, 
and as many times as she'd come to that well over the years to draw water, to do whatever, this time was extra special. This time, she encountered Jesus. She encountered her Savior. On Monday, August 22nd, it's going to be special for some other people that come here to UDAC. Our hope and our prayer is that they will encounter Jesus, maybe for the first time, as they experience the love from this church through that barbecue. Colossians 3 says, whatever you do and say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. As we put on this barbecue, as you come, some of you are signed up to serve, and we could use a few more, but as you come and serve, as you come and mingle, as you come and do whatever it is you're going to do, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus. How are you doing at loving those around you? Are you being intentional at loving people as Jesus commanded? He commanded us to love others. Stop and think about that for a moment. We can focus on loving God, and we talk about that lots, about loving God, and we need to. But he also commanded us to love others. This past week, our family watched a video uh, by, uh, it was about Matt um, Canlis, who was a pastor, and he went to Scotland, and he learned how to live God's speed. Google it. Live God's speed, and you can watch it. It's a do- little documentary, not very long, like 30 minutes long. Um, Eugene Peterson, uh, the, one, the guy who transcribed the message, was his professor, and as he talked with Um, as Eugene Peterson chatted with Matt, he said, Matt, if you want to become a pastor, he says, go find a parish. Not just a church, but a parish, which is a village, a county, a little community. Go find a fishbowl where you can't escape being known. Go find a fishbowl where you can't escape being known. The documentary was all about how he learned to slow down and really rub shoulders with the community, the parish that he was a part of. He walked and walked and talked and prayed and stopped and connected and visited. He was loving on those around him intentionally at God's speed, which is very different than some of our speeds, which is, I got things to do, places to be. I need my lunch for my family, and I need to get home to eat it. Sometimes we go so hard and so fast, we forget to stop and connect and listen to what is really going on around us. And I'm guilty of this far too often, as I shared in that first story. I can get so task-driven that I don't see the needy person sitting on the sidewalk, discouraged, sad, depressed, lonely. Or maybe the the young woman struggling with her groceries and her littles trying to get into the car. These things we're doing here at UDAC, 
Yes, they are all good things for us to do to love on our community. But I hope and I pray that we're doing much more beyond what we're doing here at the church. This is important and this is a part of who we are and what we want to do in our community and we're known for it and we want to continue to be known for this stuff. But as individuals, I would love to hear how we are loving on those around us in intentional ways. You know, just as um, I go back to the story of Jesus at the well uh, with the Samaritan woman, as Jesus or as his disciples were off getting some groceries and uh, Jesus just hung out at the well. He was tired, needed to rest. But also knowing that this is where people would come to get water. And sure enough, a woman showed up and Jesus began to engage in a conversation with her that changed her life. I believe the Holy Spirit, the same one that lives inside of you and me, guided Jesus in that conversation very specifically in such a profound way. And that same Holy Spirit can guide each of us in our actions and in our words with others. But the first thing had to happen And that was Jesus had to slow down, stop at the well. And that was really, really significant. And I think that's significant for all of us. As I listened to that documentary by that pastor that went to Scotland, that was forced, really, to slow down and be really vulnerable and open, transparent with that community. He learned to live in God's speed. He did. Can we slow down to meet up with people and engage with them to fulfill the second part of this formula, to to fulfill the second commandment, that is to love others, love our neighbor? Yes, come be a part of these events that we're hosting here at UDAC. And then engage. Be a part of it, whether it's kids' zone, day camp, or whether it's whoop up, or whether it's serving in other practical ways. I'll invite the worship team to come back as we close our service and get prepared for our communion time. But what does it look like to really love your neighbor? We're all uniquely created. We're wired differently, and yet we're all asked, commanded to love others. Love God. And equally important. Did you get those two words in that verses? Equally important. Love your neighbor. Eugene Peterson spun it this way. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your passion, prayer, and intelligence. This is the most important. The first on any list. But there is a second to set alongside it. (laughs) I like how he says that. Love others as well as you love yourself. These two commands are pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophets hangs from them. Both those commands are super important. Love God and love others.